Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. We have so much love for the 12 by 12 picture book writing challenge. 12 by 12 changed my writing life. I not only started writing more, but I also connected with other writers and got my agent because of 12 by 12. The private forum is a place where you can get feedback on your manuscripts and your pitches. The monthly webinars give you insight into the industry and the support and motivation that you receive as a member is unmatched. Registration is only open through February, so don't wait. Visit 12by12challenge.com slash membership for more information. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirsty. Did you know I started writing in my journal when I was eight years old? Really? That's <laughs> wonderful. Do you still have it? I do. And I have 70 other journals that I've filled since then. So 70? <laughs> we'll, we'll let people guess how old I am from that. <laughs> 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 That's amazing. So obviously, I've always loved writing, just like Anne Frank. And today we're talking about Anne Frank, the girl who heard around the world by Linda Marshall, illustrated by Ara Lewis. I remember reading the diary of Anne Frank as a kid and being mesmerized by her story. I'm so grateful that Linda chose to write this powerful book. This really is an important story for all kids to know. And everyone that worked on this book did such a tremendous job of presenting a difficult topic with a delicate touch. It's truly beautiful. We're happy to have Linda, Aura, and editor Katie Height here to talk about this book. Let's get started. Linda, we're starting with you. Can you tell us what inspired you to write this story? I love talking about Anne Frank, the girl heard around the world came out this past September in the middle of a pandemic when we are all isolated. In some ways, it's like the way that Anne was isolated. Of course, we're not confronted by the horribleness of the Nazi occupation and the Nazi desire to rid the entire world of Jews. So it's kind of ironic that this book should come out at this time. So as for the inspiration, of course, it was many years before COVID that I started writing this book. Orly Vicky approached me with this idea. Would I write a picture book biography of Anne Frank and her growth as a writer? Well, <laughs> I was awed. I was awestruck. I was terrified. How do I write about Anne Frank? How do I possibly do this? So, of course, I said yes. I mean, how could I not? And then I said, I'll give it a whirl. I'll, I'll just give it a try. And as it happened, I was at a lunch with the great, great, amazing writer and human being, Jane Yolen. And I told Jane what had been offered to me. And she said, well, you can do it. Of course you can do it. Just do it, Linda. You can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so She's so inspirational. Wonderful. Just an absolute wonderful, encouraging person. First, I cleared my plate of everything else I was working on. And then I reread the diary, which I hadn't read 
for many, many years. And I cried. Hmm. I really cried. If you haven't read it, or if you haven't read it for a long time, it's a marvelous piece of literature. Anne's heart is on every page. And I thought, how do I feel where Anne is? How do I put Anne's heart on the pages of my book? Initially, the idea was that we would put a, a quotation from the diary and then my text, and a quotation from the diary and then my text. Well, that was not possible for copyright reasons. So I rethought the plan and I came up with a draft and I sent it to Orly and she liked it. Before I got to that stage though, as I read and read, I had to internalize Anne. So I had to feel like I was Anne. And at last when I felt like I found Anne, I could relate to her. I felt that the way she wanted to make her voice heard was the way I personally have struggled to make my own voice heard. I always keep inside me that little girl, that five-year-old, standing at the candy counter in the movie theater. Nobody's seeing that I really want a little thing of M&Ms, but I was too little and nobody ever heard me. <laughs> and I, I just Aww. remember that. I made a lot of noise and I didn't want to be shut up. I still don't. <laughs> Katie, what stage did you come in on the story? There's an interesting kind of quirk of publishing where when, you know, people leave for other opportunities, then the books get passed to new editors. We call it inheriting books. I joined Scholastic about five months after the original acquiring editor left and jumped in mid-project. And I'm really just so glad I did. My goal as a nonfiction editor is to work on books that really teach kids new things in an engaging and accessible way, especially picture books. A lot of the time you're the first introduction to certain subjects and that's a really big responsibility. And I think that Linda really, you know, did a wonderful job with is on a tough subject, um, which can be tough for kids to kind of process your books five to eight. It's so young to be introduced to this for the first time, but she made it so accessible and engaging. So yeah, I, I jumped in mid project really hit the ground running, I think, with, <laughs> uh, working with Linda pretty much probably the first two weeks after I had started. Such a special book. It is the kind of book that you read and you really feel the power of it. So, Aura, what made you say yes to working on this project? I read Anne Frank's diary as a kid, really, and her story really stayed with me. I really loved Linda's text and how she brought this you know, difficult, really heartbreaking story. She really brought Anne's uh, vivacious character, like in few words to young kids, but was also able to tell a sad story. I connected with the text. I was really excited to illustrate it and bring it to a younger audience. It's beautiful. I love it. Oh, thank you. Linda, you gave us a little bit of a look into your writing process for this story, but I was wondering about the research. So I'm a kind of leave no stone unturned researcher. And so I, I read the diary over and over. I marked it up like you wouldn't believe. I wrote down the passages that were important to me. I read everything that I could find 
of Anne's that was published. Then I collected every single book that I could find about Anne Frank. And before I dove into them, I mean, there are many. <laughs> there are probably hundreds. Um, so I had this gigantic pile. I, it wasn't like every single book, but I had this gigantic pile. And before I dove into them, I wrote a draft from my heart mm. and I sent it to Orly. I said, this is, this is where, this is the direction I want to go. What do you think? I said, I haven't finished my research yet. There's a lot more I can do. She loved it. Aww. Loved it. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. So, Katie, what was the editing process like once you jumped into the project? Anne Frank's story obviously isn't an easy one for the young audience. So questions of how could we break down the basics of such a huge event in a way that doesn't shy away from the reality of the story we were telling while still engaging the picture book audience. It's an interesting line to balance on. And I definitely think that Linda accomplished it in this manuscript. And I did jump in fairly late in the process. As Linda said, Orly had loved her draft. I think we were really just making pretty small tweaks at the point that I had um, come in, really working on finalizing the language. We also went through two rounds of fact-checking just to make sure that everything was, you know, as completely accurate as it possibly could be. And so a lot of the last changes were really focused on those fact questions of making sure that we were as accurate and accessible as possible. I really appreciate the, all the fact-checking because the last thing I want to do is to introduce something wrong. So I really yeah. appreciate this. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> so Aura, can you give us a look into your illustrative process for this story? So I also did a whole lot of research before starting and during the illustration, making the illustrations. I reread parts of the diary. But yeah, it was mostly, you know, a lot of visual, just diving into imagery and like, looking at like so many pictures of Anne Frank who's just beautiful and like trying to really capture her likeness and then also like the whole space you know it was challenging because it's such a difficult story to, to convey to young children but it is young children so to find those like moments of warmth or brightness and then of course also show the harsh reality yeah it was it was challenging for sure but um really gratifying ultimately. I think we've made a beautiful book out of it. You really have. It's such a special book. It's so beautiful. We have one last question for all three of you. Let's start with Aura. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I really hope they connect with Anne Frank as a person, you know, she's a real live person and, and uh, yeah, and want to know more about her life. Wonderful. Katie, we're going to ask you the same question. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope readers really just come away with more of an understanding of how powerful their own voice is. I think kids are so often told that they need to be quiet, to sit still, and that can translate to feeling like your voice isn't important and like you're not being heard. So I hope they leave this really, really early introduction to Anne's story with a curiosity about how they can use their own voice to be heard and an understanding of how important and strong their words can be. That is a really good message. Okay, Linda, 
when someone reads your book, what do you hope they feel or learn? Well, clearly all of the above. Plus, I want them to learn about the Holocaust. I want them to know, even though we didn't use any numbers, we didn't talk directly about things that could scare children. It's a very fine line. But Anne Frank's diary is written because of the attempted total annihilation of Jews throughout the world. Not just Jews, but other people were picked on too. Members of the Roma people, people who were gay or lesbian or deformed. It's about totalitarianism. It's about hurting, killing people for who they are, for what they believe in. That's why Anne Frank's voice is so important. And it's about speaking out when there's injustice, about trying to make sure something like that never happens again. A big thank you to Linda, Aura, and Katie for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Anne Frank, the girl heard around the world. Check out the show notes to learn more about Linda and Aura and their other fabulous books. And remember, if you have a picture book you love and you think we might love it too, send us an email at picturebooklook2 at gmail.com. That's picturebooklook and the number two at gmail.com. Happy looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. <laughs>